Welcome to Ruby Ray, real and raw conversations for the rising global woman. I am your host, Jacqueline Norton. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Ruby Ray podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Norton, and today we are talking to Ascension Guide and Quantum Healer, Anna Brown. And since this podcast is all about overcoming the different blocks and conversations and area aspects of ourselves that stop us into or inhibit us into... Uh, reaching our fuller expression or our coming into alignment with our heart's path. Today is a super important conversation in this regard because it is all about the heart and activating it and connecting to it and aligning with it and really coming from this place where that is what is guiding all of your decisions, actions, relationships, everything in your life. And so in today's episode, we cover how the heart chakra is a bridge to our higher selves, how to create wholeness and unity within yourself. We talk about self-love as a pathway to our ascension, how to clear out emotional baggage stored within our bodies anchoring different grids and timelines and energies and frequencies into our bodies so that we can fully embody these different emotions and feelings and frequencies versus them just um, hovering around in our mind or staying outside of ourselves. So how to bring them into our bodies Uh, how to integrate these frequencies in our day-to-day lives and anchoring into higher dimensions, overcoming triggers. We go through a self-love mirror meditation and really talk about opening up this portal to our heart and different ways to to do this and, and kind of practical ways to do it in the practice of doing it. And using it as a channel to open up to your higher self. So we definitely go more into the quantum realms in this in this episode than I have in previous ones. And, you know, some people might not, listening, might not be out of the spiritual closet uh, or, you know, having these conversations. So if that's the case for you. It might be some new language and vocabulary uh, that we talk about, maybe things that you felt within yourself and haven't quite had words to put them to. Um, Other people might be totally on board and familiarized with this and ready to go deep with the way that this conversation goes. So it doesn't really matter where you are uh, within the within the process and within the journey, it's not about that. It's about really in this time and in this conversation together. This is truly an episode that is all for the heart and to access to help each other and ourselves access the power of it and uh, the the portal that this place within ourselves can 
be and is um, used as as a way to align ourselves with with our truth and with our wholeness and our unity and with our higher self. So it's a really beautiful conversation and there's so much uh, useful information in it and I'm excited to share it with you and I hope that it helps you wherever you are um, connect to yourself in a more intentional way and guide your actions from the most true place in you. So here is Anna Brown. So first of all, can you yeah explain this uh, this passage between the between now and the sixteenth? Yeah, so the eclipse we just had, the solar eclipse was a new moon, right? And then uh, on the sixteenth of July is a partial lunar eclipse and it's a full moon. Okay. And so eclipses to me are kind of like cosmic kick in the butts or kick in the ass, like get your stuff going. It's kind of like that push we all need to kind of get everything in order for us to take that quantum leap and that quantum jump that we may have not have had before. Right. And that's why a lot of times during eclipse season, it can get a little chaotic with some people if you're not balanced, if you don't have like a good alignment practice or a centering practice. So for a lot of people during eclipse passages, there's so much change that is occurring. And I'm sure you're experiencing at least this to some degree, right? Oh, yeah. I I mean, but I've definitely felt the chaotic energy, too, of like (laughs) almost a sense of restlessness. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I feel you. It's like like you're like it's plugged into a socket some days, right? And you're just like, I don't know what to do with my energy. Like, let's we need to we need to do something with us. I totally feel you. Yeah, very charged. So what Mm, are what mm. can we do in this type? First of all, like what what are characteristics of it? So when they come up, we can recognize that and be like, okay, this is just, you know, this supercharged energy right now. But then also, you know, how do we kind of ground through it? Well, it's, it's kind of this, it's a way of like everything that you've been kind of like sweeping under the rug. It's like, no, you got to look at this right now. So like everything gets really loud that you've been ignoring, right? Whether that's an emotional, mental, stuff that's going on in your physical, like maybe you've been guided to quit your job and you're like, no, I'm not going to do it because I need it. And you know, all this kind of lack consciousness stuff, but the eclipse says, Hey, it's time. And it just gets really amplified and loud so that you can make that jump. You can make that choice. So it's basically just like supercharged energy here to support you in your quantum leap for a new reality, a new paradigm of existence for you to leave behind the lack and to really embody more of your I am presence or your soul, right? So it's it's just really supportive, beautiful energy. Um, and we all experience it differently. But for me, I, I totally get it. Like, um, you can feel, like you said, like really energized, or you're just like, oh, I'm restless. Like, what do I do? Or sometimes you feel the complete opposite, where you just feel like, oh my gosh, I need to just rest or be in a coma for three days, and then I'll come out of that. You know what I mean? We're all going to experience it differently. Um but it's really that push in the back that we all need to take that leap forward. And so do you think there's a, is there a right way to go about it or to surrender to it? Like, is there a a way we can make it easier? Yeah. Yeah. For me. So what I teach every, everyone I work with and what I teach in my videos that I share online is that every morning we should be opening ourselves up as a conduit, right? So a, a little mantra that I, or a decree that I share is, I open myself up as a pure conduit for peace, love, 
harmony and the acceleration of the ascension. And that's basically a very clear intention that I want to live on new earth, that I want to be an anchor for these, these new earth grids, right? That I want to be this powerful house of light to serve creation. So living by intention really is going to help you with that. If you're not living by intention and you're just kind of like letting the day have its way with you, you're, you're going to have a completely different experience. But if you're becoming a conscious creator and you're saying, this is what I want to be in my reality. This is what I choose. This is who I'm going to be, despite what my external says, you're going to have a completely different experience, right? Because one's unconscious and one is conscious. Does that make sense? It does. And I think like also distinguishing between the difference of intention and planning because you can have like Mm -hmm. a very hyper hyper planned day right where you're going from boom 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 Mm -hmm. boom boom which is kind of how we're conditioned to live versus stepping into Mm -hmm. intention so do you want to explain the difference between the two yeah so intention is basically saying you know like i'm gonna be loved today i'm gonna i'm gonna open my heart i'm gonna reside in my heart space no matter what okay and the universe is gonna test you the universe is gonna test you if you say okay my goal is to be divine love the universe is going to test you. Someone's going to come and probably push your buttons or they're going to say something that may trigger an emotion out of you. And that is your chance. It's an initiation for you to say, am I going to go back into unconsciousness, into ego, or am I going to right here respond with love? Am I going to walk my talk, right? So intention doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to um, be in my ego and I'm going to control my day. That's not intention. Intention is this is what I'm going to live by. I'm going to be love. I'm going to be peace. I'm going to be harmony. I'm going to come from a state of alignment, Right. It doesn't mean that we get love is not a doormat. So I don't want you to think that it's just you're coming from integrity. Right. So it's not I'm going to micromanage my whole day because that's that's control. That's unconscious ego. We co-create with the universe. And what's the universe It's just you on higher dimensional planes of existence. It's a dance. You see. So an intention is just this is the energy I'm going to embody. I'm going to respond with love. I'm going to respond with integrity and I'm not going to go unconscious and respond from lack or hatred or separation. Is, is, yeah. Does that make sense? Kind yeah, of? it does. It's staying with it. And I know you talk about like mm-hmm. staying like, you know, the eye of the hurricane or the eye of the storm. So what, like being able to observe these different, mm-hmm. you know, feelings or emotions coming into to our reality, but not becoming it, not going down that rabbit hole, maintaining our center. Right. So you talk about speaking things, you know, claiming our reality and like using our voice to, to say what it is that we want. So whether it's calling in our ascended state or whatever sort of our intention is, higher reality. So what's your experience been like in doing that? Because there is like a very human part of me that goes, am I really that powerful? You know, like just to be able to speak it and step into that reality just through speaking it. You know, there, I, I'm just being honest, like, like there's this human part of me that goes, can I really do it just by saying that though? Do you want to elaborate on that? Mm, yeah. 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 And so it does, it does take some time, but the more you start using your voice and using decrees and you don't have to do decrees. I use decrees and commands every day. Like I, luckily I live out in the middle of nowhere so I can just, Hey, bring it on in. And I'm doing my decrees <laughs> and activations, calling forth grids, um, you know, calling forth energy. Cause as a gatekeeper, that's what I do. I open portals. I call forth energy. My body is the vortex mm-hmm. so that I transmit out energy like a Wi-Fi tower. In the beginning, was it like that? No, of course. My unconscious ego was like, get over yourself. This isn't working. But that's just my subconscious. Okay. And our subconscious is the unconscious. So if we are not paying attention, if we aren't conscious, your subconscious is actually what's running your reality. So when you hear those things that say, who are you to say that? That's not you. That's a, that's a, a fragment. It's, it's illusory. It's actually a mirage because the subconscious 
is a tape recorder. It's a pre-programmed tape that we signed up to experience as souls. So before we incarnated here, we, we chose these avatars, these bodies, right? And it's just like a computer software system, right? Like a used one, right? So it's like we get this used phone or this used computer. It's got all these apps on there and it's like pictures on the background. Who is that? What apps are these? I didn't download this. Like, I don't, I don't wanna... want this app. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so we're like, we're playing with it and we're like, okay, whatever. And then we wake up and we're like, wait a second. I can move this shit to the trash can and I can reprogram all of this. And that's really what awakening is. It's realizing I'm going to reprogram my software, but it takes time. It takes linear time. Um, but the more you do it, it gets into your subconscious because let's think back when we were kiddos, when we learned the times table, we learned the alphabet. How did we learn that repetition, right? So that's what we have to do in order for it to get into the subconscious. And then there's going to be a tipping point. There always is a tipping point where it's going to click and then you're there. The program is in the subconscious. You're there and you're operating it and you have this new, beautiful, high vibrational divine program within you, which is really your soul. Because if we look at it this way, we have to get the body, the body's vibration in resonance with the, the higher selves. Okay. We have multiple higher selves. Okay. So if we are operating, the body is at a lower vibration, the higher self can come in for a little bit and it'll be ejected. It's like oil and water. It's quantum physics. It has to be in resonance. So that's why we spend so much time raising the body's frequency so that the higher self can wiggle in and not be ejected out due to a mismatch of frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like what are the ways that we can activate our DNA and stay in these higher energies, especially in a world where there, where there's so much, so many inputs, you know, we have so like internet and social media and like the news and all of these things. Like how do we, how do we cultivate that? Yeah. So first off, you're going to have to fast from the world, friends. Like you're going to have to take time away from your daily, like everything. Like you're going to have to fast. And all all the beautiful masters have done that. They've like, you know, Jesus disappeared for 40 days in the desert. You're going to have, even not saying you have to do that, but you're going to have to take time <laughs> away from like your normal routine and you're going to have to go deep, right? Because you got to rewrite everything. But the main thing here of opening or, or activating your DNA is opening your heart chakra. So as soon as we open our heart chakra, you create coherence in your body and it, and it heals your DNA. Literally, literally, literally. And this isn't just spiritual foo-foo. This is being proven by HeartMath Institute. Um, there's a beautiful, beautiful man named Dr. Joe Dispenza who has written much about this. There's scientific evidence on this. Yeah. So opening up the heart creates coherence. And when we create coherence, our electromagnetic field is pulsating out and not distortion. And then your DNA starts rebundling. Okay. But we have to, in order to keep the DNA activated, it's got to be a pure intention through the now moment. Okay. So this is why going to healers sometimes, or like, oh, I'm going to go get my DNA activated by a healer. And then people just fall back to the old ways is because nobody else can do this for you. You have to do it yourself through a pure intention day to day, moment to moment choices of I choose this. I'm choosing to activate my DNA. I'm choosing to align with my heart chakra. I'm going to focus on my heart and I'm going to open that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's such a practice because I've built up in the past so many walls around my heart. So really coming back into it yeah. is like a very, I remember, you know, one of the first times that I heard you just even say, like, come back into it, just put your hand over your heart mm. and, and feel it. And, and there was like this resistance in me to even to really feel everything that's there. And isn't doesn't a Joe Dispenza, he say that there's like something like 1300 chemicals in our heart that get released and emitted into our body when we activate it so it's like yeah it has all of these you know potent chemicals like essentially medicines to help us come back into this presence mm. so you know you I wanted to yeah. ask in your profile you say 
uh, queen of hearts. What do you mean by that? Oh, I'm just representing the heart chakra. So I'm just all about about the heart and teaching of the way of the heart because our heart chakra is the portal, the stargate to the ascended realms. You cannot enter fifth dimension and higher without an open heart chakra, period. No matter what, that is what it is because the heart is unity consciousness. The heart is oneness. It's our divinity and it's the bridge to the higher realms. So let's look at it this way through um, like a linear chakra point of view. Your lower chakras represent like the third and fourth dimension. It's your lower, your base earth reality survival chakras, right? And then the heart is that bridge, that bridge to the higher chakras, which is the higher dimensions, the heavenly states. So if we don't have an open heart chakra, we can't experience the unity consciousness or the oneness or the activation of our DNA. So that is why I call myself the queen of hearts, because this is what I I share so much of is the importance of opening this portal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are some, what are your daily practices or even moment to moment of staying in, in this space? Yeah. So every morning, guys, I, I set the attention to be divine love. Okay. That's my goal is divine love. But then just like I was sharing earlier about that decree, I, I always decree this every morning. I open myself up as a pure conduit for peace, love, harmony, and the acceleration of the ascension. That is telling my higher levels, I'm game. I'm down. Use me for your will. Okay. Because in that can seem like, Oh, that's kind of religious. Use me for your will, but it's not because who you're calling forth. When I say your will be done, I'm saying I am presence higher self because let's be real. Our I am presence and higher selves has a beautiful bird's eye view more than we do down here. Okay. So it's not something outside of me that I'm calling on. It's me in a higher dimension. So when I, and you know, I came in with a very strong ego, very masculine energy. Um, so it took me a while to surrender to this, Mm. but when we surrender to this, it's so beautiful. It's flowy. We don't have to work as hard because we're co-creating. We're not down here like, God, I got to do this all by myself. This sucks. You know what I mean? Um, So that's one thing I do. Every morning I open myself as a conduit and I call forth new earth realities. I call forth the grids. Sometimes I'll open portals if I'm I'm guided to do so. If I'm going through integrations, sometimes I'm like, "Eh," you know, it just kind of depends on the day, but always open as a conduit. The second thing I do is I at least meditate on my heart center um, for at least 10 minutes, right? And that's just me. And we can do this right now, folks. It's just bring all of your awareness into the center of your chest. Place your hands there because placing your hands there creates coherence in and of itself. It's just saying, Hey, this is where we're going to focus. Okay. And all I do is I just breathe into this space. And if the mind comes in, I redirect it back down and I stay focused on here until I feel it open. Right. Some days it's like, I don't even need to do it. Cause I'm boom, I'm right there in the heart chakra. Other days, you know, I'll have to meditate to open it, but I at least take 10 to 15 minutes. And all I do is I just focus on the heart and I wait until I at least feel gratitude, love, appreciation, some kind of high vibrational elevated emotion. Because once I've reached gratitude, I'm connected. I know that I'm in that, that beautiful space of the heart. So that is my practice every single morning now. And I am fluid with my practices. Like I was saying, some days I don't, sometimes I do. Um, it just kind of depends, but it's very helpful because you're telling consciousness, this is what I want more of. Let's open the heart. Mm. And also, can can you talk about why it's so important when you put your hand over your heart? I know you've talked about it before. Yeah, I just want you to elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, okay. So on our right palms, guys, we have our soul signature. This is why we would see like the Native Americans with their right palms up. You know, that wasn't just like a gesture. I mean, they were showing their light signature, their soul signature. And then you'll see ascended masters who have their right hand uh, facing out, right? They're showing their soul signature. So when we place our right palm, and it doesn't even have to be the right palm, it can be both hands, okay? When you place that on your heart, it just like supercharges it, just supercharges it. 
That's one thing, but also it calms your nervous system. Just by placing your hand on your heart, it calms your nervous system down and saying, hey, it's okay. And like you were saying, I just kind of want to loop de doop back to this, what you were saying earlier of how you met resistance by placing your hand on your heart first. It's because we have our unconscious ego doesn't feel worthy of love. Okay. So if it feels like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's, uh, you know what I mean? I've been there. Hello, I've been there. <laughs> you know, the more you do it, the easier it is. And you can just say, I love you. I'm here for you. You know what I mean? You might be like, well, who am I talking to? Well, you're talking to the parts of you that were not loved in the past, right? You're talking to those fragmented parts of ego that need your love. And this is how we create wholeness in unity. Going from heart resistance to heart resonance. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I know. I just thought of that when you're talking about it. Oh my gosh. So, you know, and you talk about this a lot, how self-love is this, it's really like the pathway to our ascension. Mm. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because I I call this whole reality in and of itself, all of creation, just one big self-love party, one self-adoration party, because it's like, you know, source goes to sleep just to wake up to love itself again. Like how beautiful is that? And it's this paradox that we've been taught, even in old paradigm teachings of spirituality is that we're not the body, which there's some truth to that. You know, there is truth to that. But then again, oneness, all is God, all is source. So why would the body not be anything other than that? So the greatest paradox in this reality is you're not the body. Get away from the body. So what I'm here to say is with the return of the divine feminine, which is not a gender, it's an energy. It's I'm returning back into form. Okay. Because we're not here to hover above the body. We're not here to just observe everything and stay, you know, completely detached. We're here to move into the body and be as full into life as spirit as we can, right? Because that's what's exciting for source is we want to be in form. We want to anchor heaven on earth. And you can only do that through the body. The body's our space shuttle. It's a multidimensional space shuttle. Okay. So we have to love it. And I always teach that if the body's not the top priority, it's like second because it's what houses source, you see? And so if we don't have a container that's built on love, like I was saying earlier about resonance, the, the I am presence will be ejected because it's not a loving container. Okay, but what about emotional baggage that's stored within our bodies? How do we clear that out mm-hmm. to make room to anchor in the new? Yeah, well, first we have to have presence to realize that those those unconscious emotions is not the, the, the complete truth of reality, right? That those are just those are just repressed, oppressed energies. Okay. So first we have to have presence. Because if we don't have presence, we we think we are all of that and we get stuck in it, we wear it like a Halloween costume and then we puke it on people. We can't separate ourselves from it. Right. So you need to, re- we need to go into deep meditation, at least pull back to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm seeing, whoa, there's some negative thoughts right there. Ooh, there's some hatred arising in my body. That's not me. Cause obviously my true state of nature is love. It's unity. It's peace. It's harmony. So how can that be me? Right. But what I'm here to say too is, is that is dormant divinity. Okay. It's a seed. So in order to integrate that into your vessel, you need to love it. And you can love that just by, even if you're in the, the purity of presence, that's still love saying, oh, okay, I know that's me. That's, you know, I, that's not me. And I can respond from a higher state of consciousness. But when you don't know that, you just, you go into victim consciousness. So it's, that's why I teach self-love of loving these parts of yourself that feel unworthy, that feel like, oh, I don't have the voice to do this, or I don't have the power. It's not me. How could it be me? We love those parts of ourselves and we rewrite the script, meaning we have to think new thoughts because your thoughts create your beliefs and your beliefs create your paradigm. 
you said that you came in like when you when you came into earth like you had a lot of masculine energy and now it's like you're in this shift into like more of the divine feminine and like the surrendering and living from the heart space and in Mm -hmm. the flow and what what did that look like for you how did you how did that transition look because you know I've had Mm -hmm. in conversation it's come up that this whole topic of femininity is like it's like an either you're in or you're out kind of thing. Like there's this like, there's like two opposite ends of the spectrum, but really it's this whole range. So I, I guess I'm just curious, what was your experience in embracing more of this side of yourself? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and all, all of us went through this in the third dimension, we're taught to really not feel our emotions. We're taught to dislike ourselves and, you know, su- suppress, suppress, suppress and then blame everybody else. And when I say masculine, like I just had a lot of like warrior, like outflow energy, which part of that is just like the part of my soul is, is very much like that. Um, be Syrian dominant, which we can touch base on that later. But I, it was just that, you know, I didn't want to feel my emotions. I just wanted to suppress everything. I had a lot of self-hatred. I, you know, I had an eating disorder for many, many years. So and self-abuse, all of these things that I was is completely <laughs> against what love is, right? But I signed up for this so I could teach these things. So learning to love my heart was one of the most challenging things, but the greatest gift because loving my shadow aspects, which is just dormant divinity, folks, that's when the light of God shined through me. So loving myself deeply, even those moments where I'm scared, even those moments when I don't know what the next step is, even those moments when it's like, uh, you know, I feel like I don't even know if I'm even awakening right now. You know, we all have those moments where it's like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? This sucks. All of this. It's loving yourselves in the valley is is really everything. It's not just loving yourselves when everything's going great and rainbows and unicorns. It's loving yourselves when you're scared shitless. That's when it counts the most, right? And so, of course, it looked messy from the outside, but it was a beautiful mess, beautiful mess, because what came through was my soul. So does that make sense? Am I, am I clear? Maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm curious, like, what were the, what did those first steps look like? For, for touching, like going into my heart center of like really owning self-love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like for someone who's listening, who like hasn't gone there, hasn't, or is like maybe, you know, feeling that resistance or whatever to connecting to that. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us have, we have traumas and dramas and we all signed up for different things to experience. So whenever I started to work with my heart, my stuff started to come up and that's what happens because you're finally, finally acknowledging your pain. You're finally acknowledging the shit you went through, right? Whatever it was you went through. And so it's going to come up. It has to come up because it's a cellular release. Okay. So your pain, your traumas are all stored in your body and your cells. So when you start doing this conscious work with your heart, it's going to arise. So I don't want you to think, oh my gosh, I started, you know, loving my heart and now all this stuff's coming up. What did I do wrong? No, it needs to come up because it needs to leave your body because the reason um, you're not elevating in vibration is because it's stuck in your body and the energy needs to be released. So there would be nights when I would have like, uh, like past traumas coming up and I couldn't sleep and I would just put my hands on my heart and I would just be the mom to my heart that I never had. I was my dad to my heart that I never had. I was the soulmate to my heart. I never had, I would say, honey, I love you so much. And I'm going to be for, be here for you. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I'm going to stay here and I'm going to love you till this passes. That is love. That is, that is the way of Christ or unity consciousness is It's not, okay, I'm going to say I love you for three seconds and it's not over. So I'm done with this teaching. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. This is commitment to, to love all of these parts of yourself. Okay. And not let, not let the energies have their way with you, but just realizing like you're the parent 
to your heart. So we're taught that my soulmate, everything outside of me is going to make me feel better. That's, that's backwards. You become your soulmate and then magic happens. Beauty happens. So the reason I'm able to serve at the level I have served is because I've served myself first very deeply. All of those things that I pushed down, never let anyone see, um, didn't even want myself to see. Right. And I had to get really, really real with myself, but it's through those valleys that you find yourself. So when you say the shadow is the, what did you say? The shot in the shadow aspects is dormant devotion or dormant divinity. Dormant divinity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it doesn't know it's divinity. It's, it's to me, the shadow and unconsciousness is our higher self in a Halloween costume testing you to see how you're going to respond. Okay. So again, we come back to say everything here is, you know, we say this can't all be God. How can the shadow be God? How can that be God? How can this, this is, well, we cannot understand divine will. We cannot understand infinity with a finite mind. But to me, the shadow is source in a Halloween costume initiating you into a higher state of consciousness. So it's like, oh, okay, you're in bliss. You're in gratitude now. I see you love me now. You love divinity now. You think you're connected now. Oh, what if I rain on your parade and we have some triggers come up? Now, what are you going to do? It's an initiation. And it's a deep one too. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your process been like in integrating these aspects? Just self-love, just being aware of it. And, and here's the thing too is, okay, so we can stay in shadow work for a long time, right? Cause whatever you continue to do, you get more of it. So we do have to look at our aspects, but some people, what will happen is they, they, cling to suffering instead of realizing, okay, it's kind of like this. A two-year-old falls down and scrapes their knee and they're crying, right? You pick up the child, you compliment them. You say, honey, it's okay. Let's get a Band-Aid. I love you. We give some hugs and some cuddles. And then they're, they're back on doing their thing, right? So we don't do that with our shadow. We don't just like hold it for years thinking that, I need to just keep holding it because there's a boo-boo there, right? You have to understand discernment when it comes to the energies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And then you realize I can shift my focus. I can insert an affirmation. I am love, love I am. I am beautiful, beautiful I am. You know, something like that instead of just kind of letting it take you over. And it's a balance and you have to use your discernment because, you know, all of our processes and all of our journeys are different. Mm. So when we as a collective are talking about anchoring the grids through our bodies and into our bodies. First of all, for what, can you explain what um, a grid system is for anyone who's listening being like, I don't, I don't get fully like what this means. Yeah. So you, you, okay. Inner world is outer world. Okay. Individually we have our inner matrix and then we shift, we have a different, outer matrix. It's all matrices. Everything's a matrix, whether it's old earth or new earth. Okay. And it's the vibration you're holding. It's the state of consciousness. So dimensions are states of consciousness. It's not like I'm going to just move over here and I'm in a different dimension. No, it's you shift your vibrational frequency and your consciousness and you move to a completely new paradigm, a completely new reality because um, the higher dimensions are very malleable. They're not linear at all. It's all based on energy and consciousness and vibration frequency, all of these things. So when I say grid points, I mean, your body is literally housing heaven. And the more of us that are housing our higher selves and our I am presence, we're projecting out this light onto this planet, like a Wi-Fi tower. Like I was saying, when I open portals and I shoot out the energy, it's coming through my body. I'm transmitting energy. Like right now, I'm transmitting high vibrational energy. And it's because I'm in that that state of connection. So that is what I mean by a grid point. I'm holding the grids of new earth, which means I'm holding a frequency of purity, of love, of selfless service, of devotion to the one infinite creator. And as I abide and I hold in that and I do not collapse into unconsciousness, 
consciousness, I'm permeating creation. It doesn't matter if I even say a word to somebody. If I go into the grocery store, I am pulsating out codes, light codes, information to beings in their fields because everything is an energetic field. I have an electromagnetic field. You have an electromagnetic field. And when we come together, I don't even have to say anything. I can just be in that space and your codes, you're going, your field's going to take in those codes. You may not be conscious of it, but it's getting into your subconscious. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. Oh my gosh. That I needed like that visual of like mm-hmm. just holding, like pretty much holding the energy at that level. Mm, yeah. That's what it is. And that's what embodiment is. So the ascension is like, cause we hear about channeling and all this kind of stuff, but the ascension is embodiment. It's the embodiment of the higher self, mm. right? Cause we can do this kind of tune in, tap out, tune in, tap out kind of thing. But what we're here to do is embody. It. Yes. Yeah. And being, okay, so how do we stay in this moment to moment and stay present with it, you know, outside of meditation or outside of a walk in nature or, you know, and also I think about like more in our day to day. What do you, what do you think? What keeps you present and anchored in that energy? Yeah, it's practice friends. It really, ascensions of to me is a practice. And I, I always use this as saying like, do you, if you ever practice yoga, do you remember your first downward facing dog? Like it was not attractive, right? It's like, what is going on with my booty? My hamstrings are tied. This does not look right. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then you become a master. So it's the same thing. We, we can look at like the Buddha and Jesus and Mary Magdalene and, you know, all these beautiful beings. It's like it practice, practice. It took practice. They didn't just come out of the womb and they were like, "Woo, here we go. Um, you know, this the reason why I'm here right now and I can do this is because I practice day to day dedication, practice of this. And um, one thing I do is I put myself into situations where I know I'll be challenged because I want challenge because I want to see if I can hold my light or not. And so, you know, I came into a family that (laughs) fought a lot and all this kind of stuff, you know, not like a harmonious family. So for me, holding my light in unconsciousness was my greatest gift, like having my family, the greatest gift, because I've mastered that I can now go over to an unconscious home or where people are fighting and I can hold my light and I can send them blessings without thinking I'm a victim or, or, you know, letting their energy take over mine. Because here, let's share this too, folks, is that there is this game of vibration that happens when two people get together. Okay. So two people are getting together. Let's say one is super unconscious and they're just in their, they're in their darkness and they're super confident about their darkness and they're gossiping. Right. And you're, you're awakening and you're like, Oh, love, love. Yes. Awesome. I'm here to spread the light and you're excited. (laughs) But you're not as con- <laughs> yeah, you're not as confident as they are in their darkness. What do you think is going to happen? What is going to happen is the the person who's confident in their darkness is going to take you over, meaning you're going to drop your frequency to match theirs. Because again, quantum physics, there has to be resonance. Someone is either going to vibe or vibe higher, or someone's going to have to drop their frequency for you to stay in the same space. Wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah. So. What what does devotion look like to you in devotion to your path and into staying in this uh, in your higher frequencies? Yeah, and I think that's what, I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is one thing that's really missing um, because you know we have the new age and all of this, but I think devotion is one thing that's really not talked about enough. Um, and I was raised Catholic, right, which is a very devotional religion, and that's one thing I stick with is understanding that that's humility too is understanding. You know what? I don't know it all. You know what? There is more to learn. You know what? Source, you do know more than I do, and you do know what's for my greater good. So my devotion, you know, there comes a point in your journey when selfless service is the only thing that makes sense. Service is the only thing that makes sense. And you just say, hey, let your will be done. And someone, again, might say, oh, that's super religious. No, it's not, because you're opening up to your higher self, because source is you, but it knows what is best for creation. 
And we want that. We want harmony. We want peace. So devotion to me is, hey, source, you show me, show me what to do today, light it up. And then I look for the guidance. You know, maybe I, maybe I'm like wanting to make a video. Hey, what should I do a video about today? What, what is the collective need? You know, and before I hit my uh, record button on every video, I say, work through me now for the greater good of all concern. Please transmit the codes that this collective needs to hear in this now, whatever it is, use me for your will. And that is what I do. And that to me is devotion because I'm getting out of the way and I'm saying, you know, not my will, but yours, because the ego is going to have its own agenda, you know, because it's embarrassed or it's, it's scared or it wants to look, it wants to look a certain way. It has an image to protect, but that's not what this is about. And again, that takes practice too, right? Of integrating our egos. Um, So I've been through all of that too, of thinking I need to have a certain appearance or I need to come off a certain way. And the more we do this, the more that ego gets integrated and then just the light of your soul shines through. But to me, that is devotion. So devotion, meaning kind of giving, like surrendering or asking the question of just kind of opening Mm. yourself up to be the channel. Like that's what you mean by it of just kind of taking the control out of your hands and letting whatever wants to work through you come through you versus devotion from another perspective, which would be like, you know, sitting down at the desk and doing X amount of hours of work or, you know what I mean? Or showing up to the practice or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So everything for me is heart charged and heart aligned. I don't create anything if it's not inspired because I know when it's inspired, it's source. It's sourcing. Go do this, you know, go do this. So it, it has to be inspired. I don't like, I may not post something for a week or three days. So it's not about my content. It's not about my followers. It's not about my subscribers. It's like, it has to be heart charged. It has to be inspired because if it's not inspired, it's not coming from the right place. Right now, I'm not saying this because there's going to be days when it's like, man, I got to go do laundry. Okay. It doesn't always have to be inspired. You know what I mean by that? But I'm talking about service to the collective because there's going to be times when maybe you got to, you know, get your dishes done. You got to go work on your car. And it's not like, oh God, that's so inspired right now to change my tires, you know? Um, but I think you get what I'm saying here, right? It's this, it's understanding of, yeah, what I'm, sh- yeah, yeah, totally. What yeah, yeah absolutely. So, okay, there's a lot of people right now who are going through this kind of, we're going through this collective awakening. Obviously, we're in different stages. We're all at different stages of it, but it's safe to say it's happening on a mass level now. Mm. And so there's a lot of this like uprooting going on, right? Of like kind of the old gunk. I mean, I know I've been experiencing that in the past few months. You know, it's Mm -hmm. been like all of this just like old stuff just releasing through me and it and it hasn't it's not always easy. Right. And to get to that point of for people who are like, okay, I'm ready to like speed this baby up and like get ascend or feel reach (laughs) this, reach this place. What would you have to say? Yeah. It's, it's just again, opening up because then again, too, we have to see there is a divine plan. There is a divine will and that's the paradox. And we have to be okay with that paradox of understanding that uh, you're going to awaken and ascend right at that perfect time for you. So we don't want to push and pull and think like, I'm going to miss the ascension train and all of that kind of stuff. Because then again, we're putting, putting this kind of like, Oh, it's outside of me. It's over here to wait for my joy and my love and all that stuff. It's, it's just surrendering into the moment and realizing I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Otherwise I'd be somewhere else. Right. But the more you slow down, the more you love yourself, the more you say, Hey, 
I'm opening up. Show me the way. Show me what to do. What, 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 where's my greatest joy? That's another thing I do. Where's my greatest joy? Where's my greatest service? Where's my most beautiful heart aligned creations? And when you do that, life becomes more fun. But don't, let's not put the ascension as a destination, you know, because, you know, and I've done that too. It's like, oh, let's, you know, hurry, 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 you know, and I mean, and then you're in that kind of rat race again. We're, we're turning it into a rat race. Yeah. Yep. That's so interesting. Mm So did you have a, did you mm-hmm. have a moment? I know you said you're raised Catholic. Did you have, did you have like a moment, like a Kundalini awakening or anything where it was one moment or was more, was it more of a collective shift? Well, for me growing up, I, I always had paranormal experiences. Okay. So I would see apparitions. My doors would open and close. Things would move. Wow. Um, saw the men in black cars, saw like uh, ships all this kind of stuff. Cause you know, I'm playing the roles of star seed here, star being, and we're all star beings. We're all going back to that. So I always had like these really openings to the other side as a, as a kid, which I was like, what the hell? Because you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm like demons, you know, poltergeist. I watched Amityville. Yeah, yeah. I watched like all the scary movies. So I'm like, okay, it's evil and all of this, but that was just in my subconscious. Oh my it was just a belief system knowing now, no, it was just, I was peeking behind the veil and I was just scared because I had this unconscious belief because I was raised Catholic. Oh, there's demons. Oh, they're coming out to get you. They're going to get you. And so I, I, yeah. I was looking through the veil of unconsciousness. Um, so for me, awakening, it, it would, you could say it's been my whole life. Right. But then I, I started running to the material of the Ascension path within the last, what was like four years, maybe just the last, I think it's just the last three or four years I heard the word Ascension. And then I started really getting onto that. But it wasn't like this, like the skies parted and rainbows were coming down and unicorns or anything like that. But there's always these just little beautiful mystical moments along the way that opens you up, right? But for me, one of my greatest like DNA activations was telepathic communication from my Syrian aspect who woke me up in the middle in the morning. Of course, it's always like three, 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 two, 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 some, <laughs> some, some number like like that, right? And, you know, just a, just like a sentence. And then it was just like, okay, this, you know, because part of your ego is like, is this real? Is it not real? And then when, when shit like that goes down, you're like, okay, all right. And it just kind of jolts you and it activates you on a level you can't even like really describe or explain. I'm sure you get what I'm saying here. Yeah, well, I do. And I'd love for you to talk about that more, especially with uh, uh, Syrians and the, because isn't there a serious portal um, opening right now? Like, yeah. After yeah. Clip, um, yeah. In the next like, few yeah. days like till the seventh or something yeah they're they're already open it's it's a gateway of these these beautiful codes these royal codes and it's very powerful so like the syrian energy to me is is and that's my dominant aspect so a lot of people ask me well, where am i it's from and no all bullshit, the, yeah. right absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it is it, but but it's from a place of love it's kind of like this this parent that knows hey you know what you need to do you got this, that kind of a thing. It's a tough love. Um, so it's very powerful. It's no nonsense, no BS. And that's kind of funny with it's called serious because it's got that uh, yeah. serious. Yeah, it's all about the mission. To me, it's like soldiers of love. That's what I interpret mm. the energy as. So yeah, and that's that. That's what, like much of what I got to say about that. But we're all star beings here, but that's just my dominant aspect. And that's what you feel a lot when I transmit 
or when I'm making videos is that kind of no BS kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And so have you had any sort of visuals or visual transmissions from them or is it mostly audible or it's main? Yeah. It's just like audible stuff like that. It's not like someone that was like the main, the very clear telepathic communication, but eventually you embody that aspect. So I wasn't embodied in that aspect. Now I am. So during that period, I was, you know, still more in my humanness. When I say humanness, I mean my like my unconscious ego. So I was like, holy crap, what is that? But when you reach the frequency of that self, it's in you now. You you're embodied. So that's what I'm talking about. Embodied. You embody your multidimensional aspects. And so now it's just there because my DNA is activated and I just transmit that frequency. Now there's been times when I've had other telepathic communication, not from Sirius, but um, I just say source, right? I was laying in bed one night and it was like a lightning bolt went off in my room and I heard, you must go beyond mine. And I was like, oh, okay. All okie dokies then we shall, (laughs) you know? So do you think that was like maybe another guidance back into your heart and into the heart center? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you have experiences like that, it really, really wakes you up, right? It shifts your perspective because you can't go back. Once you have like a mystical experience like that, once you have an opening or an awakening, it just shifts everything for you. It's like the next day I just kind of laid there and I'm like, I got to integrate this because that was like far out, you know, like, okay. And so when you're integrating and you, yeah, you have those really like far out, like kind of lucid experiences is integrating just mean a lot of rest and restoration. Yeah. So integration is just like you taking the time to process what has happened. Like think of it like when you go to school, we always have like summer vacation so you can get like a break and process your information before the next level. It's this, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing. And what most people don't understand is rest and ebb is a natural part of our evolution. Okay. Just like the ocean ebbs and flows. We do too, and we have to so that we can return to source, integrate all those codes. And then when we come out of our little cave time or integration or rest mode, we're in a new reality because we've embodied more information, more intel. And intel information is simply light. Light is information and love is that information embodied. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And especially, you know, to anyone listening, that's like been feeling really tired lately. Like I know I've woken up some mornings and just felt like, whoa, you know, just like that, like super heaviness, kind of like not just deep, deep sleep and like needing more sleep. We like don't feel shame for that, you know, because really easy in our, we are still like a very like, you know, high stimuli, go, go, go culture. But like, we really do need the sleep Mm -hmm. during these times to like integrate like all of these shifts that are happening on energetic levels. Absolutely. And it's, it's, I'm glad you brought this up because I literally just made a little video on IGTV this morning about anchoring the higher dimensions. Cause I woke up yesterday feeling like I was hungover and I had not, you know, I don't drink or anything. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? And what that is guys is when you feel foggy, groggy, super tired, it's like you're anchoring higher dimensions. You're anchoring your soul and your body goes weak so that you can integrate it because the light of your soul is a very high vibration and your body is not. (laughs) And so when those two meet, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. And so you got to take time to rest. You kind of go offline, if you will. And then once you rest, you're you're back online. So do you work with your dreams at all? Yeah. Do you work with like your dreams, like getting guidance from them or... 
Oh, like I don't dream a whole lot, but this past week I've been having a lot of vivid dreams, which was just my subconscious clearing out like lots of just like, whoa, what is going on here? Like deep dreams. And to me, that's just, I'm clearing up the subconscious because we do a lot of work in our sleep state because our soul never sleeps, just our body does. So when we're sleeping, our, our souls are all over the place. They're creating, they're collapsing timelines, they're healing, they're, we're mingling with other souls. We're doing all kinds of stuff out there in the, the etheric realms. Um, but like, I'm not like lucid dreaming in my sleep to me, like the waking state is a lucid dream. It it reverses. So Mm. like, um, in the beginning, it's like, we do lucid dreaming in our, in the dream state. But when you like, we come into the higher dimensions, your reality is a lucid dream. Mm. Everything's symbolic, just like in your dream state. Wow. Yeah. So can you explain like what that feels like? What it, like, Mm. what is, how would you describe that experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, for me, like when you first you're entering these higher dimensions, and we'll we'll say like five, six, seven, and it's not like blocked off like that. We we, we explain it that way, so that our our human aspect can understand it because the human aspect needs that to break it down. So we break it down in these kind of dimensions, but it's all intermingled, it all kind of flows together. Um, But when you start to enter, get out of the fourth dimension, and you're hitting 5d, you go quantum. So when you start to really embody your soul, you go quantum. When the heart opens, you go quantum. And so reality in the beginning, it can it can feel like you're walking it like it feels like you're walking in a lucid dream. Like everything's very fluid. Your memory goes. And for the ego in the beginning, that's scary, right? Because we cling, we need control. Wait, wait, why is my memory going? I need to know what happened. That kind of stuff. Or I need to know what's going to happen. So that all goes bye-bye. And what it's like, it's like blank slate. Like you have a whiteboard and it's just like every moment is just wiped clean, wiped clean, wiped clean. Um, you know, I'll have days where it's like, I forgot I had sessions or I forgot what, like this morning I made that video. I didn't even remember what I said by the end of it. I'm like, did I miss something? Did I get it all? Cause I don't remember. Cause it's just now now, now, now. And here's the thing. That's our organic state. How we've been is not the organic state. So it's going to take some getting used to, but it is our true way of being is this very fluid. Now, just let it go moment to moment creation rebirth because in the new earth, if something's not in alignment, it doesn't stick. It just, it goes by by like it's wiped clean. There is no Akash in new earth. There's no Akash. There's no karma in the new earth. So if something arises like a, a negative thought form, it's just boom. It disappears right there. It, it's gone because it can't stick in the new earth realm because of the frequency. It goes right back to the lower realms. You clear it out right there. It doesn't stick. Interesting. And so that's like living in that space of like total mm-hmm. resonance. Like if it doesn't resonate, then it's just not even a match. It's not even going to exist in our reality. Right, right. And that's one thing what you know, and I had trouble with too with the like the human aspect. It's like, well, maybe I should do that because that makes sense. And you know, we're about unity consciousness, but like your heart, your heart saying no, honey, no, it's, it's not a fit. And that doesn't mean like you're turning like turning people down or they're not good enough. That's not what it is. It's just it's got to be heart aligned. It's got to be a resonance because each of us have a blueprint that we signed up for and we want to be in that blueprint and you can feel it in your heart chakra. If it's not aligned, it's just kind of like, honey, no, not the person you need to be hanging out with. And it's not a judgment. It's a discernment. Um, like, Ooh, that's not, you know what I mean? When you watch a video and you're like, that is not hard aligned, man, not hard aligned. And it's just, if I spend and what the, what that heart, what the heart's telling you, which your heart is source when the heart's open, that source telling you, uh, uh-uh, uh, it's saying, if I keep watching this video, if I keep taking in this intel, I'm going to end up vibrationally matching them. And I'm not mm, here to do that. Yeah. 
so as far as the practices and the ways to like get into it, like I think it's mm-hmm. easy to overcomplicate the way the way for it or the way to do it and stuff. And everything that I gather from you is just like come back in. Bring your attention back to this space. Bring <sighs> it back and and it's not like it needs to be this like super complicated process. Actually the more simple it is, the more powerful. Is that would you would you agree with that in, in your own experience? Mm. Oh yeah. Truth is always abundant and truth is always simple. It's always simple. But sometimes, like I was saying, like we have to break down the dimensions. We got to explain things so the human can understand. And then we break it down into simplicity. But truth is, it's very simple. We just return to our hearts. We return to the moment. We return to the now. And again, that takes practice because a lot of us, if we've got like PTSD, if we got traumas in our past or anxiety, you know, that I had that or depression and stuff like that, you're kind of vigilant all the time. And so you, you're training your body to trust the present moment. And that, it, that takes practice because in the present moment is where all your power is. That's how you access the quantum field of information source, all of this stuff. So it's, it is very simple. So we're, we're, we're learning to just trust our hearts, to trust the resonance of the moment versus all this planning, all of the stress, all of the struggle, all of the strife, which is the old world, Mm -hmm. the old way. And so when we're integrating things, say like we have a trigger come up and, you know, like maybe we're in conversation with someone, a trigger comes up and what is a way um, that we can integrate it, uh, but not completely bypass it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So triggers is an, un- it's an unconscious program. That's it. So sometimes you might have a trigger and you're like, Oh, there's my inner child. Oh, there's my inner teenager. Oh, you know, some like maybe a codependent program just arose and you always know what does this need? Love. It needs love. So I put my hand on my heart. It's got, we got this. It's all good. Hey, calm down because think of it this way. Let's, let's give the ego a cute little thing here. It's, it's your safety mechanism. So when you get triggered, it's like, Whoa, it's kind of like your friend that's like, Hey, I got this. I'm going to take care of this. <laughs> you know, your ego's like stepping out like, Hey, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, dude, chill, chill, chill. And so that's basically what it is. We're telling our friend, the eagle, dude, we got this. It's all good. It's okay. They, they, they just blinked at you. Okay. Like, you know, it's, it's okay. And so we just, you know, I place my hands in my heart. I take some deep breaths and I just realign back to the moment. Cause I'm just like, if you have enough awareness, enough present, you're like, oh, there's a program. There's a program. There's a program. And you just, you collapse it there and you do it with love. It's just settling, settling the body back down there, there. It's okay. Let's go get a chai tea. It's okay. I love you. I love you. Sense of compliments and boom, we're back. Okay. In the beginning, it's not going to be that easy, but it will come to that point. Okay. You may have to escort yourself away or you may have like a day like where you're fully triggered and you're just crying and letting out all of that programming. And let me talk about that too, because guys, you're going to have dark nights of the soul. You're going to have moments when you're just crying for like three hours straight because you watch a toilet paper commercial and you're just like, what just happened? It's because that, that, you know, that needed to be detonated. You watched the toilet paper commercial and it, it, it triggered you so that emotion can come out of your cells. So don't judge the emotion. It needs to release. So just conscious, consciously clear it. So you can go straight into victim consciousness and be conscious about it, if that makes sense. Like you're consciously clearing the victimhood or consciously clearing the anger. So if like anger would arise for me, I'm like, man, okay, I'm going to consciously move this, man. I'm going to go running. I'm going to punch the air. I'm going to say some affirmations, but I'm going to move it consciously. Consciously. So moving energy consciously doesn't always look like, you know, Virgin Mary doing like the sign of the cross. It doesn't always look like that. And sometimes you look like Rocky and you're, you know, throwing swings at the air and you're listening to Metallica to move the energy, but you're doing it consciously. So what's an example of moving a victim, victim consciousness? <sighs> okay. So for example, like sometimes I would have anger that would come out and I, you know, like he, we're all going to move. We're, we're all in a human body and we're connected. So it's important to know that we're all connected to each other. 
So when you move anger, you're moving anger out of the, the whole collective subconscious of humanity, not just you. You think it's just you, but we're all connected. So you're actually, when you're clearing a program, you're clearing it out through to the subconscious of all of humanity's uh, subconscious. So let's say like rage would come in my body. And you know, like when rage is like, oh, it takes over, like go outside and scream, like go, go punch. Then like once I, cause in the beginning, when you have that much rage, or if you got a lot of anger coming up to sit still and meditate doesn't always work. So you need to like exercise, do yoga, go on a run. And then you can get to that space where, okay, let's put our hands on our hearts. And we're just going to say some, I love yous to ourselves. We're going to take some deep breaths into the heart, right? Because let's look at this way. Your nervous system is what's channeling all that energy. So you need to calm it down. So conscious clearing will look different on me compared to somebody else. It really just depends on how big the program is and what is going on. But you can go straight into it without letting it take you completely over. Like sometimes I'm like, all right, let's clean the house. And I'm going to move this energy consciously and say some affirmations while I'm, you know, moving my body. Because sometimes you need like moving meditation, if that makes sense, instead of just lotus because your nervous system's too overstimulated, right? Mm-hmm. But you can still be complimenting yourself and loving yourself while you're moving energy. It just won't look like that from the outside. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and I think about like, I guess I think about like on a societal level for women, like coming into this place of like deep mm-hmm. self-love and self-compassion and self-care and mm-hmm. like yeah. what that really means for us because we've been so... I mean, in our childhood, you know, like we just weren't socially conditioned for yeah. that. And so do you have any advice for coming into this? Yeah, I can give you. Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. feel natural. Yeah, guys, I have a powerful, powerful meditation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. And that's again, that's why I say, guys, it's a practice. Like I did not get here by just bypassing everything. Like I, I went in, into the portals. I went into the valleys. I went into the darkness to, to come out with my little torch, you know? Um, <laughs> and I still have valleys. I still, I still have moments. Yeah. I mean, for real, I still have these moments, but I just know what to do and I know what I'm doing. I'm conscious that it's just energy moving. Um, so I, I received this powerful meditation, very simple meditation by my higher levels. And it's called the self-love mirror meditation. It's very simple friends. And all you do all you do is you go stand in front of the mirror. Okay. And you can set a timer on your phone for 60 seconds if you want, or 60 minutes, however long that feels right in your body. And all you do is you place your hands on your heart chakra and you eye gaze with yourself in the mirror. Okay. Now you're going to notice that first, if you got any unworthiness, you're going to cast your eyes down. If there's any kind of, I'm not worthy, you're going to cast your eyes down and that's okay. I've been there too, but you eye gaze with yourself. Cause one, the eyes are a portal to our souls to source. Okay. And it's, it's affection and love. And all you do is you look at yourself and you just gift yourself compliments and adoration like no one has ever done before. So you become your lover in that moment. You become your soulmate and you become your mom, your dad, your grandma, whoever else you want to be in that now. But you compliment yourself and you're going to feel your heart open. Maybe not at the very beginning because you got some cobwebs there. That's okay. Keep going. But you gifting yourself these compliments is what's going to really open up that portal of the heart. That's beautiful. Are there other daily, daily things that you integrate? Yeah. So I'll do the little mini, that, that little mini meditation. Sometimes I'll just be like washing my hands. I'll be like, thank you for being here. I love you to myself. Or I don't even have to say it out loud. I can, you know, I'll just say it in my mind, like, thank you for being here. Or, you know, just a little namaste to myself because it's me honoring source self. you know, because like I said in the beginning, like this is the greatest paradox is that you're not source, that the body's not source, that how can I be it? And so when you acknowledge that divinity within yourself, especially in a reflection 
always powerful friends, but don't take my word for it. I say this with everything I teach. Don't take my word for it. Try out the magic, try it out and see how powerful it is. Okay. Um, now I'm being guided to say this right now, just so you know, in the beginning, it may same when it comes to affirmations, when it comes to saying, I love you to your heart or compliments or this little meditation I'm teaching right now, think of your subconscious. Think of you like a, a bank account. So if you were raised in an abusive uh, household and you never complimented yourself and you don't even know what love is, let's see your subconscious is like a negative bank account. You have negative $100, okay? So each time that you love your heart or each time you compliment yourself or say an affirmation, you're adding money into that negative bank account. So of course, in the beginning, you're still gonna be in the negative. You're gonna be in the hole. But the more you do it, you're gonna ascend out of that bank account and then you're gonna start to feel it and you're gonna be in that prosperous, abundant vibration. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And I think a part of it, you know, is just recognizing like how powerful we are with repetition since like that we, we ourselves can do it without necessarily needing anything outside of ourselves. Absolutely. Friends, you, and the greatest thing that ever shifted me is owning it, own your divinity, own your light, own who you are as a divine creator, you know, and know that, you are your savior. You, you are the second coming. It's you. It's not anybody else. You are the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And once you own that and you're just like, Oh, it's me. I can do this. I can, I will, I choose the game changes because you've changed. So when you, what was the process like for you and finding your voice and starting to share your message? <laughs> right. So, you know, it's like, I wasn't like, Oh man, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a gatekeeper and a way shower and a stitching guy. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I want to be when I grow up. Totally, man. <laughs> so cool. Um, so I was before I did this, I was a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor, instructor, and I taught yoga. And that was a stepping stone because I was so like I was always very outgoing and performing arts, but I never used my throat chakra. It wasn't with my voice. Like I was a dancer and I twirled baton, so it was more with my body. So whenever I my higher self guided me to get you know a personal training certification. That was a stepping stone for me to teach because I finally had to get in front of people and use my voice. I had to direct people and instruct people, which for me, oh, was not easy. Okay. So your higher self will guide you in these little stepping stones. So that's my first step. And then I was guided to quit that job and start doing YouTubes. And when I first started my YouTube friends, my gosh, I was nervous. I could barely make eye contact with the camera, but I knew it was my destiny. I knew it was my soul's mission. So I want you to know just because you know what you need to do, just because you know what your destiny is, doesn't mean you're going to bypass the, the vulnerability and embarrassment and being scared, right? It's you stepping through all of that is where you find your voice. So I found my voice by, by speaking my truth, by stepping through the fear, by stepping through vulnerability and anxiety. And it just, just like with everything, it's a practice. And then you become a master at it. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of the first videos you watched. Well, I don't know if it was one of your first, but I know it was in like the winter time. And just like, I mean, obvious as a viewer, I didn't get that at all. I was like, oh my gosh, I felt your energy so strong, just like through the screen, you know? And it was like this electricness. So um, but what is it, yeah. what are you cu- currently working mm. through now or working towards now integrating, you know, like what is it, is it a certain thing or that's exciting you or that's, uh, propelling you forward Yeah. right now? I'm being guided to start doing live meetups, live co-creations with you angels to Ooh. finally bring these, these guidance into physical form versus being behind a camera 
and a laptop. So that's very exciting, but it's, it's also brought up stuff with my ego of like, how, how can this happen? I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. Right. So, you know, location change may happen too. I don't know. I'm open, (laughs) but that's my next step is I'm going to be doing events. I'm going to be doing live events. So that's, what's exciting. That's my next evolutionary jump and step, um, which is exciting because I, I would love to co-create with you guys and meet you all in the physical. So I'm super stoked about that. Oh my gosh. That'd be so magic. And you know, you talked about being a dancer and I grew up dancing too. And ah. like, how has movement, um, I know, um, how has movement helped you? Oh, and I love that you bring this up too. Cause in this process. yeah, I love that you bring this up because I want to start bringing this as a healing modality, dancing and connecting with your bodies. Cause I can talk to so many women who they're embarrassed to dance or embarrassed to connect with their bodies and all of this stuff. Yeah. And I want to start, yeah, like doing like ecstatic dance and stuff with our live meetups. And for me, it's, it's, it's a channel. It's a way to channel the higher realm. So for me, the other day, guys, I was, I turned on some tunes, some James Brown, and I moved some energy because I had so much energy I needed to move. And I'm just like, all right, let's move it. And you just like get into this flow state and it's like, you're being moved. And I know, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, you're this channel and this conduit for the higher dimensional energy. Yeah. And another things, if you, if you do dance or, you know, tap dance, it doesn't have to just be like, you know, anything can be any kind of dance, set an intention. You know, it can look like I'm dancing, but I've set an intention to activate my DNA. So I'll say, all right, all right, we're going to dance and we're going to activate some DNA. I'm going to anchor some light. Let's do this. And then I just, I go with it because it's all about your intention. Yeah. I love that. And I know what you mean when it's like you're moving and it's like you're not even exerting any energy, you know, yeah. because it's just like whatever is coming, you like, it's, it's, it's like you could do it for hours, you know? Right. I'm just like, oh, oh that's so cool. Uh, so what do you think like I don't know I think about all of, it's like it's such a like woman thing like and it's so silly like that embarrassment to like you know dance like crazy and like express yourself fully and like you know or use your voice and like just yeah. say whatever is on your mind like there's so much suppression still you know mm. and I just I just notice it like everywhere and I mean in myself too but then in others where it's like I know that there's so much more in you that wants to come out you know and like how do we how do we like support each other and in ourselves in reaching this highest expression yeah yeah and a lot of times too like we'll filter ourselves and that's that's our unconscious ego being afraid of how we're going to be perceived and what I've learned through you know doing this kind of work is realizing I can't filter because source is going to speak what needs to be spoken through me whatever it is the collective needs to hear and it may not agree with your ego and that's the thing is you know it may not always agree with your your human aspect but it needs to be said because we kind of tend to think that maybe it's just going to be all like Care Bear energy that flows through. No, because sometimes someone needs a little kick in the booty to, you know what I mean? Have you ever had a teacher that just kind of like shook you and you're like, man, I really needed that right now. Oh, you know, yeah, and for it, sure. And, those, yeah, and that's the yeah. stuff that you remember and it moves you. Right, right. And so we, we have to just quit putting like this image and how it's going to flow through you because we're all instruments of the divine. Okay. So we have Look at like an orchestra. There's the flutes, the clarinets, the the drums. There's all the different types of instruments. So, of course, you're not going to sound like a drum. You're not meant to be a drum because you're a freaking flute, right? We just have to allow the breath of spirit to flow through us and allow it to be as it's going to be, okay? And that was the greatest lesson I learned is like, you know what? I'm not a flute. I'm a freaking clarinet. So I'm going to quit being a freaking flute, you know? Uh, you know, and it, that's what we learned because 
we all have to be the instrument because otherwise there's not this beautiful symphony, right? You know what I mean? So we have to honor what wants to flow through us because what's flowing through is you, but we don't want to filter it. And that, and, and that takes practice, guys. And, and I'll tell you this. The self-love is what's going to raise your self-worth for you to just let that energy come through. It's the self-love. It's the self-adoration. Okay. And it's not egoic to love yourself because someone might say, well, isn't that like who's loving who here and all of that kind of nonsense. It's, it's God loving God. It's source loving source, universe loving the universe. That's what it is. And when your container is so happy and high vibrational and in love with itself and in love with life, what flows through you is, is that vibrational match. And it's beautiful. Right. And it's coming back to like this idea of it as a practice as self-love is like a daily, you know, moment to moment kind of thing. Like not something that we just reserve for Sundays or not something (laughs) that we just talk about on Instagram, but don't actually like, you know, integrate like into our life and into our day and into our moment and like give it to ourselves when we need it the most too. Right. Right. I'm like, guys, like I still have emotions. Like someone might say something to me and I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. I felt that for a second. I love you. You're beautiful. You got this. You're exactly where you need to be. I am divine will. I am divine love. You know, whatever's going to bring you back to your heart because we, we still are in a human body. We still have emotions, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So it's not that we're just getting rid of our humanity. We're, we're anchoring our divinity into humanity. So yeah, it's just always just loving yourself. Love, 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 love in your highs and in your lows. Okay. And for anyone who is in this transition Mm -hmm. of like, what am I being called by my higher self to do or express or whatever? What are some signposts or guiding lights or Mm -hmm. things that they can Mm -hmm. tap into and recognize when it's a message coming from this higher place versus a lower sense of versus a lower place. Okay. So yeah, sometimes, and that's, that's what takes discernment. And (laughs) again, I'm bringing up the word practice because you really, intuition is really you being able to pay attention. Intuition is not like, Oh, I, I'm, I have a prophecy of my five-year plan. That's not what it is. It's just understanding why this is happening and all of this kind of stuff. It's just this, this gut knowing this feeling. But for me, when I first, this is a beautiful technique for you to like open up a channel to your higher self. If you, if you feel like, man, I don't even know if I'm connected. Do I even have a higher self? you know, um, get out a pen and paper. Okay. And maybe you got a question. Maybe you want to quit your job. This was for me when I was being guided to quit my personal training job. I still had, my ego was still pretty graspy there. And I was like, man, is this just coming from my ego or is this real, real guidance? Cause I had all this fear in my body. Like, Oh, should I do this? I don't know. So what I did was get into a meditative state and I wrote out the question on a piece of paper. Should I quit my job? Is this for the highest good of all concerned? And then I got real present, took some deep breaths and I called forth my higher self to answer the question for me. Okay. And then whatever came through was my higher self. So when you do this, trust that whatever response comes to your question is your higher self. Your ego is going to say BS. Don't listen to that. Mine did too. You're going to know by the resonance. You're going to know by the answer that it is your higher self answering that question. And this is a way to start channeling your higher self and to receive that guidance. I do like the morning pages a lot. And just like whenever I'm writing on paper, pen to paper, longhand sort of thing, like a lot of times I feel like it is like that channeling sort of, I'm like, this isn't me and my brain thinking and talking, you know, it's coming from a different, different place. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing too, is, is like, you can just ask that question, like, Hey, show me, what should I do today? What is, should I leave this job? Should I leave this person? 
you know, is this healthy? Then look for the guidance. It may come in animal totems, friends. You may see like a sign on a license plate. Mm. Uh, the phone may ring and someone says the right thing or someone's wearing a t-shirt with uh, a, 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 the saying on it you just needed to hear. So you really got to be vigilant. You really have to pay attention because just like we were saying earlier, your reality is like a dream and everything is symbolic and there's a beautiful vulture yeah. flying by right now. That's amazing. So there we go. <laughs> um and I'm so glad you said that because I feel like we're all, we're getting so many more signs than we're mm-hmm. aware of, you mm-hmm. know, like we're constantly getting them everywhere. If it's just like looking and I know when I'm in those super like tuned in, plugged in moments and like, I'm just like, it's almost like everywhere I look, it's like, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. So it's just, it's just paying attention friends. And that's really what presence is. That's really what meditation is. It's just, I'm paying attention. And if you want to ascend out of the subconscious, which the subconscious is just all that unconsciousness, all you have to do is just pay attention, just pay attention and just notice what's going on right now. All of these things. Okay. And notice how you feel when you're around certain people or when you take in certain information, is it hard aligned? Is it not hard aligned? Always use your heart as a scale. Does it feel good in my heart? Not in my mind. Does it not make logical sense? But does it feel good in my heart center? Because your heart center is your compass. So what was the second, what was that last thing that you wanted to share the practice? Yeah, so uh, there's one thing too that you could do is just I am presence, take command. I am presence, get in this body. This is things that I say every day. And I mean, I'm serious about it. And I mean, I don't do it like from a vulnerable space. I'm like in the body, let's go. Take command, get in here, higher levels, higher dimensions, flow through me. Let's do this. And then I trust because I took the time to call forth divinity, to call forth my higher levels that what's going to come through is that because you set an intention, right? And then you just kind of like, let it play out. Let's see what happens. Let's see what comes through me kind of a thing. And then you're just, you kind of got to just practice with it. You are your own guinea pig in a way, right? You're your guinea pig. And then you test it out on you, see how it works. And then you, you share it or whatever. Um, but for me, that that is it. And you'll you'll start to see, okay, that's when I was in my higher self. And then, then now I'm back in my ego. And for a little bit, you're going to teeter between those dimensions. You're going to teeter, okay, I'm with my soul. Oops, I went back into unconsciousness. Because again, we have to embody it. So it takes time. And you'll know, like you're, some days you're like, man, I feel super human. As in like, I feel like I'm really in my ego today. Like I just feel really linear. I feel really human. And then other days you're like, wow, I feel really divine. I feel really heart centered. I feel really in flow. Like I'm channeling everything and it's beautiful. Um, and you're going to go back and forth and that, and that happens. So you can understand the difference between those frequencies. So you can know which one is truly the higher dimensional expression. Mm, Cool. I love that. And I love what you said about like anchoring it in, like commanding it, but then noticing after what shows up and what arises and like being, staying present with yourself throughout throughout that, not just like saying it and then going on with your day, but really staying in that, that centered awareness of what arises as a result of that. Right, right. And, you know, like this morning, I went, I went outside and I was barefoot on the ground and I was calling forth crystalline grids. And I'm like, this is another thing I do, guys. I say, remove the lesser realities, remove the distortions now, remove the veils now, 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 now clear it all, clear it. Now someone be like, Oh, that's arrogant. No, it's not. It's, it's you commanding your space and your presence as a divine creator, because what happens when you hit embodiment and you're, you're really um, stepping in those higher dimensions, you become a creator, you become a co-creator again. So that's your divine birthright to say, remove the veils, remove the distortions, higher self, please override and overwrite my lesser realities. And when I did that this morning, two ravens flew by me which is, you know, they're like in between, you know, know, like they're the messengers between worlds and the magic and all of this stuff. So it's always confirmation. 
And you'll feel it in your body, friends. And, and I know you know what I'm talking about, Jacqueline. You'll feel it in your body. You feel the goosebumps. You feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. kind of rawness. So in, okay, as we're shifting, there's a lot of people who are shifting careers and questioning, you know, their path and things like that. And so what do you think work looks like in this, in beyond just like work, what I mean, and like what we do day to day, but a sense of our understanding of success. And what do you think that looks like in this new earth reality? Yeah. Yeah. So success is not like, oh, I have tons of cars and a massive house and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying you can be wealthy, have a mansion and be hard aligned yeah, and on new earth, right? You can be wealthy and be on new earth, but it's not a dog eat dog world. Like I'm going to dominate everybody so I can get to the top. It's, it's the fifth dimension and higher is unity consciousness, which means hive mind. We work together for the greater good of all concerned. So we're not in competition mode. We're not like, uh, oh, I got to be better than that. Or I got to top that. What can I do to top that? There's none of that there. Cause that's all, that's all that egoic paradigm. It's, it's very much to me, success is how embodied you are, how aligned with love you are, how pure your intentions are, um, all of that, you know, but we're still, again, we're still going to create on this, in, the, in these realms. Um, we're going to co-create new earth. There's going to be businesses on new earth. There's going to be coffee shops. There's going to be grocery stores. You know, people are going to have jobs. It's just, everything is heart aligned. Everyone understands, Ooh, divine brother and sister bow. We bow at each other. Okay. I love you. We understand that the divine in me is the divine in you. It's really that golden rule of Jesus of I'm going to treat others. How I'm going to treat myself because, Oh wait, we're one. You know, we understand that what I do to another I'm doing to myself because we're one. So success. Sure. You're still going to have your businesses. You're still going to, you know, have your vehicles, you know, we're not going to be like the Jetsons yet or anything like that. Um, (laughs) So it's just, it's really the place you're coming from the place in the space, which is of heart centered consciousness, which is of love. Right. Totally. Oh, that's beautiful. Cool. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share? Any final messages? Yeah. Just know guys that you're, you're going to have some up and downs for a while on this process. Things will, you might have moments when it's like super dark and you're like, why was I sent here? Why me? You know, all of this kind of stuff. And just just remember that all of us chose this on a soul level and we knew we could do this. We knew we could do this and you will get through those valleys. Okay. Um, But again, your greatest gift is the love to self. It truly is just slowing down, honoring your body, honoring yourself. And one more thing too, is like a lot of people think my mission's outside of me. Like if you have a family or anything like that, start with yourself. Your first mission is yourself. You heal yourself first. That's how um, amazing healers are born. They healed themselves first through their own love, through their own purity and presence. So start with yourself and your family. Make that your top priority of creating coherence in your own communities and stuff like that. And then let it branch out. Your mission is going to find you because I hear that question a lot. What's my purpose? Well, your purpose right now is to love your heart. Yeah, it's to love your heart, to be present. Yeah, and that's your mission. And then from there, your higher self will give you another breadcrumb and another and another but top priority is you loving you opening your heart and remaining present so you don't think that do you think you can have we can have like multiple different purposes in these different ways Mm. oh yeah I mean like me I I have a three-year-old so that's that's one of my purposes right and then I'm a girlfriend that's another and then I'm I'm here as a way show and a gaper that get gatekeeper that's another one so there's multiple things like we have all these different roles and missions right but it's all for the same thing, if that makes sense, it all works together 
um, for one solid purpose, which is ascension, right? But we have to unify everything. So me, like having a boyfriend and a daughter, that's a small scale of the mass collective. So when I create coherence in my family, that's spreading out through the collective. And then I have, you know, where I do sessions and videos and that's something completely different, but you see that it's one whole, it's one thing. So do you have any advice to anyone who's in relationship and maybe they're going through this, you know, ascension process and maybe their partner is not in there sort of that lack of balance there? Yeah. And see, like me and my boyfriend, we came into this relationship unconsciously, like, but it was a soul contract. First know that everything's a soul contract. Even, even us talking right now, yay, Jacqueline, (laughs) we're soul contract. So we, it was pre, pre pre-designed before, before we incarnated, we knew this would happen at this time and it's beautiful. Really? Um, So know that, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you, without a doubt, we we created this. Like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) She's like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, like, so uh, okay, so let's I'm talk about that. So, think of like, yeah, yeah, let's go into this. Okay, yeah. So, soul contract is basically like it's a pre-agreement before pre-birth, saying that we were going to meet up, we're going to connect. Um, even if it's for just like even someone who opens the door for you at a grocery store and smiles at you and asks how your day is, soul contract. Okay, soul contract. Because it, every if you see life like a movie. You're the main character. Everyone else is uh, the characters in your film. They're reading from a script. It's a contract for you to embody your highest states of consciousness. So when we have like relationships that are not going right, um, they're actually gifts because they're helping you awaken. They're, you know, have you ever noticed that uh, it's really easy to keep your enlightened state in private manner, but when you go out and about with relationships, that's when rubber meets the road. Relationships is where your oh, greatest totally. work is shown. Yeah. So relationships are are great. Like me and me and my boyfriend, soul contract, we came into this unconscious and then we, it was like fast and super quick. I got pregnant, had my beautiful star baby Luna, acceleration, 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 acceleration. But we had to work through so much karma and karma is simply just unconsciousness together. But without him, and vice versa, we would not be as embodied as we were today because it's that that contrast of the polarities bumping up against each other that made us look inside, look at those programmings, all that unconsciousness, all that codependency that really shine the light because it's really easy to keep it balanced when you're by yourself and you don't you don't you're not triggered, you don't see the programming and all of that kind of stuff. So soul contracts are a beautiful gift. And was he going through it kind of at the same time as you of this like awakening and, and increased awareness and all of that? No, no. So I, I, my, I was first <laughs> that, and that was not as easy, that? right? It, yeah. Was it difficult? Yeah, it was at first. It really was because I was kind of on this doing my thing and it was kind of separate. And then when I, when I was telling you guys earlier about my telepathic communication with my Syrian aspect, I woke up and I told him, I'm like, you know, this happened to me last night and this is real. Like I'm on this path. I'm here to do this. The ascension is happening. I'm part of this. I'm a way shower. And then it kind of clicked for him and he kind of had like a little awakening there. And we just decided, okay, we're going to evolve together. We're going to embody together. Now it's beautiful because our paths are completely different because I have this very galactic nature for me and his is not, you know, and sometimes he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Or why do you have to say those words and stuff? And I'm just like, I don't know. This is just, you know, my, my blueprint, you know, and all of this, but that's when you, we understand that we can come from different perspectives, but still unify and, and be in unity. Right. Because he's got a lot of um, traits that I needed and I have a lot of traits that he needed, but we create that that balance, right? Yep. Yeah, I love that. And Mm -hmm. there's that baseline of unity, like what you talked about. Right. It's finding that common ground. Yeah. Cool. 
Thank you so much yeah. for this. Woo! Oh, such good stuff. I cannot believe we've talked for almost an hour and a half. It I know doesn't it doesn't long, feel does like it. it. <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm just thinking about like this, you know, in this kind of summer, like, you know, it's in July, which I can't believe it's July already, but in this eclipse season mm-hmm. that we're in, like, is there any, anything that, you know, anything that we could be doing to um, support ourselves in this process? You know, I mean, this is these summer months are like, peak energy and long days and all of this activation going on. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, like it's just, it's kind of like you're going to go to heaven either way. You're going to go into those realms either way. You can go kicking and screaming or you can go joyfully. So it's better just to get on board and do it, do it uh, consciously and just call it forth and just, you know what you guys need to do. And I know y'all know your intuition has been telling you to do certain things and you haven't been doing it. This is the thank you so much for listening to Take this episode lead, okay? of Ruby so, Ray. Like I was saying in the beginning, the eclipse is all about Jack in the butt and going, you, you know what you time. need to do. So call it forth, write down your intentions, write down your creations to light ground it. Take that action, make that phone call apply for that application, whatever it is, but take action today. Cause when you take action, you're actually stepping into new timelines. Absolutely. You are. And what you're doing is inviting new energy in, and you're telling your higher levels I'm game and I'm ready. Right? So take that action because action within the now is everything, everything because you're light grounding it. Cool. Thank you so much. Tell people where they can find you, where mm. they can watch your videos. Yep. Uh, when will events be getting going? Yeah. So that, that is still up in the air. Um, co-creating that actually meeting with some people tomorrow to get that role. And I will keep you posted on that, but you can find me on Instagram at Anna E Brown seven. I'm on YouTube at Anna Brown, just, you know, hashtag or not hashtag. What is that? What's that little thing? The forward slash <laughs> forward slash Anna Brown. And I'm on Patreon at Anna Brown seven. So those are my three now. And then my, my, uh, I'm so sorry. My brain is like so scrambled right now. Um, my website is awayoflight.org. And there I have private sessions. They're called quantum heart sessions. And we do 60 to 90 minute Zoom sessions. So if you're interested, that's where you can find me there. And I also have a few blog posts as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for all mm-hmm. of your work and for showing up and sharing these messages and they're so helpful and yeah for anyone listening that you know this is resonating with your videos are just amazing and so thank you so much thank you thank you many blessings to everyone listening thank you